Yo, what is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game podcast. I've kind of already envisioned it in my mind that we will probably do for the month of December a uh, Lost Files a series of episodes. I know y'all been wondering, oh, dang, like, we ain't really kind of heard from them. But we ain't went nowhere. You're listening to us now, so they let you know we're still going long, we're still going strong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we are not yet fully back at full strength. Our brother, Live the Rapper at Sedacious, will soon, soon, and very soon be back with us on the podcast. We know y'all miss him, but he will be back with us soon, so no worries there. My name is Edward, named after my father, a Trillo G. Shout out to my mama for making that decision and my grandmother helping raise me. Please follow at EMACSATS for all your up-to-date high school, pro, and collegiate sports coverage. We'll not let you down. We'll not disappoint. We'll keep you in a loop with everything going around in this beautiful, beautiful uh, sports world. But with this podcast, it's not just about me, but it's a podcast without your brethren. Hey, man, Seinhardt is old, charismatic, good, excellence at its finest. That's Instagram, Twitter, Cash App, you name it, man. Let's go. Yo, it is the host with the most that blows the most smoke. Black Peace, the rap plug, the hip-hop plug. You already know. Find me on Instagram at Black Peace. Also at uh, Talking underscore Smoke. Also, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your dope-ass podcast already. What's going on, everyone? This is Coach Johnson. Uh, I am the husband of Jordan. I am the father of Harper and Deuce. For the rest of the month, I am not bringing any controversy. I am attempting to push out olive branches to bring unity. Therefore, my first act is to say thank you, beautiful people, for continuing to ride with us. For my dog, uh, Sedacious Xavier Miles, we say thank you. Take it away, Edward. Hey, uh, uh, you, you, I'm, uh, um, I'm going to encourage you to push out those olive branches, however, knowing you. I definitely think there's a backstory. <laughs> I definitely think there's a backstory to what those olive branches may have come. <laughs> but no, so shout, again, shout out to our brother Sedacious. Definitely miss uh, my dog, my brother, not just on the pod, but just to have him out in the free world. So I was thinking about, I was thinking about him today when I was uh, riding and I think if there's any story that I get, I mean, there's a plenty of stories, but one in particular, when I always knew if I was in the jam, if we would ever be in any illegal uh, situation, I could count on him that we could pull through together. Um, it may sound a bit extreme, but so I don't know. I think I may be in the eighth grade, maybe. And so that's just got me by. I think two grades, Darnell, maybe. Maybe he was in the 10th or something. Um, so I'm in the eight, and I'm acting ass in school or what have you. <clears throat> and what I noticed about growing up in school is the teachers, when they decide, like, who parents they want to call, it's not really based off, like, who's really acting up. It's really based off who they really think, like, has uh, – parental guidance at home that will actually 
discipline now. Where it's like some kids act up and you like, it's you gotta be nobody at home but your grandma. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I think because my father may have like made trips up to the school here and there, or they may have seen him at a game or something. It's like, oh, okay. So there's someone in the household that probably can bring some discipline to him in the event that he's acting up in my class. So I'm just, I ain't act, I'm acting up, but it's nothing outrageous or whatever. It's, I guess she's just having a bad day. I know your dad is going to pick up the phone and you're just going to have to take the weight of the whole class getting on my nerves today. So she's like, yo, I need your number. You know, it's way back in the day. Give me a number. I'm calling your dad. And I'm like, all right. So uh, I'm going to try Granny's phone number. Granny? <laughs> Line one. <laughs> Cue you up. <laughs> I don't think Granny picks up the phone. So I'm like, all right, well, we're going to give her my number now. We're just going to tell her, hey, my father has my phone. So uh, you can reach him there. <laughs> she doesn't take that okie doke. I'm like, look, like, I know you're having a bad day. I'll chill. There's no need to call me. It's okay. Relax. Like, <laughs> parents don't need to be involved. And so she's just, and you know, sometimes if you kind of get caught up, like at the very end of class, it's just like, ah, whatever, I'm going to finesse my way up out here and go on for my business or whatever. It's kind of real early in the middle of class. And she just would not let it go. I want a number. I want a number. And I don't know how at the time, but like, I just knew my dog's number by heart. And he was probably my last lifeline before I just had to go ahead and book it in like give her my daddy real number. Give her Sedacious his number. She's ringing, stringing, stringing. On behold, a true brother indeed. Hello? Yes, may I speak to Mr. McFarland? You said you want to speak to Mr. McFarland? And in my mind, I'm like, bro, oh, I need you right now. I need you to come through. Like, I need it to click for you. I need it to click for you, please. I, I don't remember, like, the, the verbatim conversation back. But, yeah, this is McFarland. This is uh, Edward McFarland's teacher, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, yes, 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 yes. How you doing? How you doing? I was like, my brother, that's my dog for life. <laughs> So in my mind, and so like we young, and like I don't know if she can like tell like, dude, the pitch of his voice sounds a bit young to be a dad, so to speak. Like the irony in that years later down the road, um, and so, uh, so I guess she takes. I don't, I don't think it was on speaker. So she's like, yes, da 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 da. He's not really having a, you know, doing what I need him doing class, da 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 da. And so I'm like. Oh, she's really going for it at this point. Like, we're in the clear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Sedacious did goes, Sedacious did goes, um, can, can I speak to him? And so she, your dad wants to speak to you. And so at that point, I'm trying to turn my back away from her because I already know I'm not going to keep a straight face. <laughs> I know I'm not. So she gives me the phone. And he was like, hey, I'm on speaker. I'm like, no, sir. Nigga, you crazy than the world. He was like, bro, I'm so glad, dog. At first, like, she kind of threw me off, but I was just, I just so happened to be in this. I don't know what kind of, he's like, I'm in this bullshit ass class. So 
was like, fuck it, I'll pick it up, see what's going on. He's like, yeah, nigga, it's funny, no motherfucker. And he was like, all right, all right, bro, I hit you, bro. We'll talk about this shit later. All right, all right, bit, bit, bit. And so I kind of had like a, I'm mad or pissed off, like I'm in trouble face. I give her back the phone or whatever. He, he was, yes, I, I, I was sure, surely take care of this. So when he gets home, I really appreciate you giving me a call. Don't hesitate to call me. If you have any more problems, I <laughs> Yo, man. And, hey, man. We've been in the clear ever since, man. I've always knew I could, I've always knew when the time called, I knew the code of call. And that's, that's been my dog. That's been my brother ever since, man. Blood couldn't make the snow closer, man. So shout out to my brother, Sedacious, man. We would definitely, you are definitely missed. Um, you will and definitely be back. The that was about to <laughs> you on your way to high school, like, <laughs> You're right. Um, but yeah, man, Sedacious Xavier Miles, he was the real MVP that day. Uh, so yeah, man, love you, my brother. And we're going to see you very, 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 very soon. Yeah, man. <laughs> Free that, yeah, man. man. Free that, man. Free that, man. It's sure indeed. Fun times, fun times, man. Fun times. Uh, yeah, man. So on the rundown, right? I put I put a Bible study. And the reason I put a Bible study is because I was was watching a video yesterday on Vlad. Not Vlad, I don't I believe it was Say Cheese. And everybody knows how like controversial Charles uh Charles and White is. And so John Cotton John He would have made the cool squad. Charles and White, he's a we'll we'll talk about it later, but Oh, Christian, oh, he don't know about Charles at he, all. He, he know he don't know. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true. Um, So, dang, there's a side story, but all right, off, offline, all right, on Charleston White. So, um, so Sean Cotton is asking Charleston, hey, you know, what do you think about um, was the young Dolph, you know, being murdered, so on and so forth. And, you know, they kind of just go down like that long list of rappers or entertainers or whomever is like being killed in their own time. And I don't think he referenced it as scripture, but like it just sounded like a very potent quote when he had rebuttaled it as it pertained to the young dog situation as of recently him being killed, uh, gunned down in his hometown last week. In Memphis, for the, for our audience who don't know, Young Dolph is a rapper out of Memphis. Um, and so the quote that he referenced was, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And so when I heard that, I was just like, this sounds pretty, pretty, pretty deep or what have you, you know what I'm saying? But to, to say, you know, hey, like, a man, like, he has honor everywhere else but in his own country or in his own hometown. And the reason it stood out to me, I mean, because you think about, okay, not just uh, not just Young Dolph, you think about Nip being gone down and long list of rappers, so on and so forth. Um, and so... Lil Snoop, right? Mo three. Lil Snoop, Mo three, 
Even um, though it was his own fault, he whooped that up. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, not not dead, but spot him, got him, got shot not too long ago, got hit up real uh four, five, six, seven times. He got hit up, got shot. Um, Soldier Slim, XSX, Tentacion, you know Duh. what I'm saying? So, right. So the list goes on and on and on of like these individuals getting killed in their hometown, individuals who come off at face value to have a lot more going on than the average person or amongst their demographic or have more going on than people in the, the neighborhood that they're from. What happened to Young and uh, today, shooting this on a Tuesday, today was Young Dolph's funeral. May he continue to rest in peace. Um, again, that that particular scripture, and obviously there's texts surrounding it that may, you know, bring it all together for those who want to go back big and do their own research. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, amongst his own relatives, and in his own house. Does that, y'all hear that scripture, does that, do y'all think it's ironic that, you know, you have that scripture and it's, obviously the Bible is full of wisdom. You Do you find it ironic that with that scripture and what we see happening to rappers, other people being killed in hometown, is that a coincidence or is there another avenue you would like to take that scripture when you, when you hear it? I mean, I, I think it's synonymous with um, with that. I don't know if the context is exactly the same. I wouldn't exactly call, you know, Young Dolph a prophet, but, you know, I, I think the, the, the lesson... Prominent figure? Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. I, so I was going to say within the context of person who is doing something with themselves um you 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 tend to lack the most respect where you're from due to the fact that people can't get over that image of you when you were on everyone else's level or when you were on a very close or synonymous level but when you begin to surpass people in the realm of life whatever that may be status wise financially you get superb health, whatever it is, right? Whatever life aspect is within, you know, it's it's almost that crab in a barrel mentality of, you know, people want to see you doing good, but they don't want to see you doing better than them, right? In the minute they see you doing better, we're going to try to pull you back down and, you know, eventually, you know, to your, to your downfall. So I, I definitely think that scripture is, is relevant in today's times um just for the simple fact of you know i mean look at i mean look at your situation to a certain extent not to say that you didn't have respect here in houston i, I would make the argument that you have a lot of respect and you kind of built a great foundation here but you know you probably gonna always have people that look at you and be like oh man he, I, I remember him he from homestead he ain't you know what i'm saying he didn't get I don't know if I'll be being extreme. I'm sorry, did you, could I go? No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know if I'm being too extreme in saying that, uh, in saying this, and but I fear, and I don't know why, I just fear like once I like reach like those like goals, goals that like 
I protect and I keep cuff and like I only mention during prayer and to like those close to me. Like once I reach those goals, goals, and I don't know what type of imagery that may bring around me from a public standpoint. I be, you know, thinking about when that time comes, I'm like, bro, I think I may be pretty scared to go, like, just hanging out in the mix, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, I think I may want to send for someone and be like, mama, daddy, eh, this way. <laughs> you know, and I, and, I, and I don't know if that's just because I, we've grown up, and like, what we've seen, and, you know, yeah, man, like, seeing people rob the person next door to you, that you're like, we all keep together. We robbing each other. I, and so I don't know. But like you said, man, um, I didn't necessarily leave Houston with the mindset that like oh niggas is hating on me or they don't want to see me win. I just felt in my spirit I was getting to a place where all right, like you you're outgrowing what you're trying to what you've been doing, time to lead in this, time to like move on, you know, and enjoying with your partner who and work towards what y'all are trying to build and what y'all talk about building together. But um, I definitely have, like, fear in terms of, like, going back home once I reach, like, certain, certain, like, level of success. But, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really – that may just be through the imagery that I see and what I grew up watching that makes me have that fear to be, damn, I don't really think I could, like, pull down homestead as much as I love it, like Rose, and just think it's all gonna be good. A lot of us know, man. Misery loves company, bro. Like that's the way it works. You know, Misery loves company, and you know, just like with the rappers, really anybody in fame, like, like you see a lot of celebrities say, "Hey, I send people back. I may visit, but I visit with security," and it's like. One main person I noticed, like Lil Dirk, when he visits Chicago, he got security or he got a gun or he got something to keep himself like, you know what? This is not safe. He told, he said in an interview about to, uh, I think it was Meek Mill. He said, man, I took Meek Mill to my hood. And, you know, he was like, man, I'm good in my hood. He's like, I don't, you good as, as I, as far as I can say, you good. But at the end of the day, man, like, you good as far as I can say, I'm take, good because I ain't yeah, good. Exactly. And it's one of the right. things where it's like, that meant it's just that mentality of, and also at the same time, that with the focus at all these people, like that comfort level was so high. Of I've been living here for so long, I had so much beef, and I've had so much stuff go on for so long. Why now? You know, what I'm saying, yeah, I'm at my top of my game, but you know, I'm at a point where like I actually can defend myself at the highest point. You know, what I'm saying, just like with the whole young Dolph situation, like somebody else bust back for him. You know, he was he was at that certain level of like, you know, man, I'm good. This is where I'm from. You're going to hit me up. You're supposed to bend hit me up. Right now, I'm at the top of my game. I got a hit. I got a, I got a bodyguard on the side. Like, you know, and it gets to a certain point with this, you know, people just don't care. They still want to see you fall. And if it means jeopardizing themselves, even worse than what they already in. And it, it's a sad crab mentality type thing, bro. Like, it's, it's that comfort. Just like with Nip. Nip went down to the street. was trying to help his pot not. You know, a, com a confrontation happened. And he thought, like, man, it, this is regular hood shit. I say this shit to people all the time. Get off the fuck off my block, you know, no matter who it is. And, you know, things didn't go the same way that time. But it's just like, man, like, it's, it's you, once you get out, you got to understand to get out. Because I ran into that shit myself. I went back to, I went to back to my hood at one point, And I felt like I grew up here. And, man, I know what I'm doing. I know, I know, I know the code. 
And at the end of the day, like, I have to understand you're an outsider. You're a mature outsider that doesn't blend into this hood no more. And, you know, you know, I have to, I have to understand, like, bro, you, you have to watch what you're doing. You can't just walk around like it's 15 years ago where you blended in. You stand out, you know? <laughs> you got to cater to what it is. I just like one more thing, and I'll let you go, Christian. I was When I was in Houston this past week for, for Thanksgiving, it's like – the next, I since the third grade to before the pandemic, Homestead Block, Houston, Texas, all blacks, few Mexicans, Barber Jordan Park. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was I was walking down my street and just like looking like, damn, bro, like you've come a very very long, far away, you know what I'm saying? Even when I went to Syracuse, my mind, I was just like, you mean to tell me there's more to the world than Homestead? I would have never thought it. <laughs> Lord, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? And, um, and being able to be in New York, and I was down, I was on my street this past Thanksgiving, and I was, and I just thought to myself, I was like, you know, yeah, I, miss, I don't, I miss it, but at the same time, it's just like, I'm okay with not being there. It's like, I've outgrown it, but it'll forever be in my heart. And as I'm just like, you know, yeah, like, I don't know, it's just this feeling where you feel like you've outgrown it and you don't need to be there no more. But at the same time, it's just like, I'll forever, it'll, it'll forever be on my heart. Like that place, I'm not here where I am without that place or where I grew up at. And so it's just like you and most times you'd be like, oh, why well, you want to leave? But it's like you got to, you know what I'm saying? And so, so yeah, man, it's it's a weird connection. I know not everybody may be connected to where they grew up at and where they from or what could care less or whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? But you talk about like that want to buy back the block and you know what I'm saying, like once want to put certain things around your community where you grew up at. Like, I definitely want to do that. And um, yeah, man, I was just like, man, like, I'm okay with, I, it's like, I've let it go, but it's forever in my heart, if that makes sense. It's, it's called leveling up for a reason. Yeah. So I mean, you didn't pass up other levels to get to where you are, so you leveled up. And, and, to, and to have a, I guess, a vulnerable moment on the on the podcast, I think, I think Eve would, would kind of know this firsthand. I still struggle with that, right? Like, I, I consistently go back to the hood for better or for worse. Um, and it's 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 tough when you when you grew up right where you from and like somebody like me, I, I did a lot in my neighborhood and in the surrounding areas. So it's like it's a lot of memories, it's a lot of people that I associate with with those surroundings, and it's like for where I'm going, I know it isn't conducive, you know what I mean, to the, to the future that I'm trying to build. Though it's still love, right? It's it's like that thing that ever said, it's like, it's going to forever be in my heart. It's like, quite literally, sometimes I, I wear my heart on my sleeves. I, I got it tatted <laughs> on me. I love my hood so much. You know, like, my mama didn't even understand it, like, when I first got, it's just like, yeah, man. just pride of being where I'm from. And it's like, even when I moved to Humble my senior year in high school, it was just like, damn, like, y'all gotta, y'all eat Chick-fil-A? It, 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 it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, damn. 
ain't even like what? Yeah. It was crazy. It was like it blew my mind. It was just like it, it was just like a whole new world, you know. And but needless to say, you know, to 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 get where I'm at today, it was a separation that had to occur. And um, yeah, man, it's it's tough. But I, I definitely would agree with with the the people on this panel. And you know, you gotta you gotta move out, and sometimes you you gotta stay away, man. Like. You know, you can tiptoe back and you know, maybe for a quick second, but you gotta you gotta keep your eyes on the prize, man, because it'll you keep looking back in the past, you can't go forward, you know, looking in the rear view. It's quite literally on the road physically and, and on the road of life. You, you gotta stay, you know, eyes on the prize. Well, I can say this. Uh when you sent out the text about the Bible study. And <laughs> first, uh, I could not have imagined in any lifetimes that this <laughs> conversation was going. Uh, so. Me neither, but I, I like it. <laughs> Gets the people going. <laughs> so uh, for those who this may be your first episode listening to us, um, uh, I am the resident uh, square. I'm the resident L. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening in pop culture. Uh, I did not know who Young Dolph was uh, until uh, <laughs> said to yourself. Uh, until two. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, hey, we all family now. We're here. Um, I I'm know talking who, about for the sake of the world, North. <laughs> I didn't know who Young Dolph was until the tweets went out. It's funny too. Actually, my neighbor, my neighbor came uh, over here uh, the other day, and he was—I guess he was playing Young Dolph—and um, I was like, "Hey, yo, yo, can you can you turn it off?" Because my daughter, because whatever the language was, I was like, "Yo, my daughter." He's like, "Oh yeah, my bad." He's like, "Yo, that's crazy. What happened to him? Like, having a who?" He's like, "Young Dolph." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, uh, you told a nigga to turn off Dolphin House. <laughs> I have a three year old daughter. Oh man, this, this rich. I get it. I, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, bro, half. Bro, uh, actually, bro. No, the, only, the only other name I knew that y'all uh, that y'all said was um, Nipsey Hussle, and I didn't know who he was until he died. So well, that's know. why you're on the podcast. Christian, that's why you're on the podcast. You and a lot of people, though, Christian, about about the Nipsey Hustle take. So I, I, you don't feel bad about that. Um, oh, oh, trust me, I don't, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel bad about it. Uh, you know, hey, you, you know, to a degree, but <laughs> no, no, I don't feel bad about it. But uh, as, far, as far as far as the verse, uh, so I, I kind of, I kind of want to get some some more Bible in, you know, in, and then branch back out, right? So, and what's crazy too is actually this is going to point to exactly what I was, which I was just talking about with the, with the dilemma that uh, uh, a lot of people have, especially, you know, uh, rappers or athletes or really anybody who comes from a hard background and makes it and then, you know, having to try to go back and, and see what happens. And so, um What's crazy is this this story or a version of this verse is in all four of uh, the Gospels, right? And so 
uh, for those who don't know, inside the Christian Bible, there are four um, eyewitness accounts, right, uh, of the life of Jesus, right, told by four different guys from a different vantage point. And so not each uh, or not each, you know, book has the same stories in them, right? But when we find, uh, you know, e where each book has a version of the same story, it's like, oh, snap, it's, it's something important. And so uh, what the bigger story beyond, uh, you know, this one verse is that Jesus was sent to, uh, he was a Jewish, he was Jewish, born, you know, a, a Jewish man, to the Jewish people, to God's people, right, as their Messiah. And he was not accepted by them as a whole people, right? They were the ones who, you know, tried to figure out a way to kill him, right? Uh, and uh, what most of the, uh, what all, all four of the Gospels kept showing over and over again is that uh, people who are outside of God's chosen people who are not Jewish kept seeing him and saying, oh, snap, this guy's amazing. This guy's amazing. What he does is amazing, right? And, that kept, and they kept coming to faith. Um, and so uh, that is encapsulated in that in that verse uh, where where it says that um, you know uh, prophet is, is without honor in, in his uh, in his own town. Um, where what I love about the Bible is it's so applicable to everything else in, in the world, right? Uh, so it's why it's why you know you can have that verse and we can go off on tangents about you know the young Dolphs, the the the. Uh, the hustles of, of Nipsey, you know, and uh, all, all kind of stuff. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, so you have that there. Uh, but, uh, so so Jesus, right, the pivotal character of the Bible. The next largest character in the New Testament is the Apostle Paul, right? And the Apostle Paul uh, was basically sent to bear witness of Jesus to everyone else but the Jews, right? Now, he was a Jewish guy. Uh, but he was sent to to bear witness to what they call the Gentiles, right? Everybody who, who was not Jewish in, in the in the Roman world at that time, right? But he says in uh, his letter to the Roman church, he he has the same heart that all three of y'all uh, talked about on on this on this podcast, and the same heart that Young Dolph probably had, the same heart that Nipsey also had, um, that he would uh, rather be cursed and go to hell then uh so, so that his people could know who jesus is right um and uh and they can have a relationship with him he said his heart is so with his people though his job was to go uh give the good news to the uh, to everyone but the jews he would spend six days out the week doing that and on the seventh day on the sabbath he would go inside the synagogue and he would Hey, yo, my people, let's look at the scriptures. Let's see. Hey, they all pointed to this guy, Jesus. Let's, let's do this. Um, but, uh, you know, it was sometimes it was awful not. Sometimes he had success. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's crazy that, that uh, the Bible does have uh, those uh, practical applications, things that you can look at in, in real life. But, oh, snap, hey, you know, there, there was something greater uh, being said here. Uh, the uh, one, one last thing I just want to uh, – uh, I like this line from uh, J.C. Rao, old pastor from way back in the day of England. Um, and he talked about this line and he said, uh, we are all apt to despise mercies if we are accustomed to them and have them cheap. 
familiarity breeds contempt. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think that's a, a, a kind of a double meaning in this, like, hey, yeah, sometimes you have an individual inside of a, a community of people where, where the people, uh, you know, they don't want to see the greatness of the person, right, because they're so familiar with them, right, so they uh, breed contempt in them. But also, too, uh, for uh, those of us who are uh, around greatness, right, or don't understand the how good a situation that we're in, right, and we, you know, it's so familiar to us, we we find something wrong with it, right, and so uh, that uh, actually, can I can I go on to the next to the next little right now, Edward, uh, which brings me to uh, uh, I, I would say a person that is on the coon squad alert. Um, and, uh, uh, this person, I would have never thought when I made this up that this person would have ever and been. For our audience, the Coon Squad has no relation and tie back to Christianity. This is a totally separate <laughs> entity and segment. This is Christian Coach Johnson's Coon Squad segment. This is the end of the Bible study and Christian segment. Please go ahead and go forth <laughs> That new baby wow. so uh th th thank you sean hart uh so i'm glad we were able to get that separation um but uh if if you don't know about the cool squad just go back and you know and we'll just put the link in the description go back and watch it so you can see exactly what the cool squad is so this person i would have never thought that this person would would even be on the radar for the cool squad so right now he's not he's not a, a member of the cool squad yet but he's on the radar um, and what's funny is one of the coaches of the Coon Squad, John McWhorter, uh, has said different things about this guy. It's like, hey, maybe y'all need to reconsider this guy uh, because he's not as bad as, as you make him seem, right? And we say you, the, the proverbial you, is for all the, like, Black conservative people, right? They hate this guy. This guy is, to them, this guy is definitely a Coon. But I'm saying the, for the Coon Squad, I think that he needs to be on alert that he may be entering it. The man is the Reverend Al Sharpton. Reverend Al Sharpton. So uh, what I've been doing for the past few weeks now, and I'm going to do it through January uh, or do it through, through the year, through the end of this year, is I've been forcing myself to listen to the Morning Joe uh, talk show in the morning. Now, Morning Joe is a uh, leftist progressive uh, type show on MSNBC, right? For those who don't know, I am uh, as conservative as they come, right? But I kind of want to hear what the other side had, had to say. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, I hear every morning, uh, Al Sharpton, or almost every morning, Al Sharpton come on for like five minutes on that show and he'll talk about, you know, current events. And I was like, a couple of times I'm like, this is not out. There's no way this is Al Sharpton saying this stuff, right? So a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, we had the uh, uh, the the murder in uh, Wukesha, uh, Wisconsin, uh, where uh, the guy drove into uh, uh, the Christmas parade and stuff like that. Uh, he was out on bail, and uh, so they were talking about you know bail reform and all this stuff, and. Uh, uh, then they then they brought into you know uh, the different uh, people who've been having these like mad these uh, large smash and grabs uh, in like San Francisco, 
And so they're talking about that. And Al Sharpton comes on and he's like, he calls out what he calls the puppy progressives, right? And he's like, hey, y'all, you know, uh, these puppy progressives, you know, uh, you know, want to, you know, not uh, penalize crime. Hey, crime matters. And, and this and this and that. I was like, oh, hold up. I know Al Sharpton not up here talking about law and order. Oh, snap. Somebody finna cancel this guy, right? You can't be up here talking about law and order uh, in progressive circles. Uh, somebody will end up canceling this guy. And then uh, this past week, this past week after the Ahmaud Arbery uh, trial, um, uh, he was on and, you know, he was there and uh, people were, you know, talking to him on, on uh, Morning Joe and they were trying to get him to, to say, you know, something about the, the process of, of how, we, how they got to a guilty verdict, right? And uh, he, you know, he was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, the prosecutors did their job, you know, yeah, you know, uh, uh, we, you know, we have protests and all that. He was like, but at the end of the day, people need to understand that this country is not what it used to be. This country is a new day and, and we're moving forward. And uh, too many people don't want to accept that we have moved forward. And I was like, oh, snap, Al is going to get canceled. So it's only been a few of those little quotes here and there, right? Uh, and if people are like, oh, Christian, you're, you're overreacting. Hey, listen, uh, go, go look back at Tim Scott's uh, uh, rebuttal to, uh, uh, to Joe Biden's State of the Union address. He says the exact same thing. He gets called a coon. So uh, uh, Al Sharpton is saying those things eventually somewhere down the line. And I tweeted this out last week. I was like, hey, Al Sharpton's going to end up back in a moderate Republican one day, and folks are going to freak out and try to figure out where it came from. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's on, he's on alert. He's on alert for the cool squad. <laughs> he's on the scout team. <laughs> well, I'm saying, we're, just, we're looking now. We're looking right now. <laughs> nah, uh, right on, right on. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that that pretty much wraps up today's episode. However, before we sign out, Darnell, it just crossed my mind. You have a dope interview out with a. I, I don't know if you want to call him an up and coming creator or designer, but yeah, much uh, promote that for the people. Can't do that if you're on mute. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it's Car Bernard. Uh, you can check him out at carbenard.com. Uh, fashion designer, high profile. Uh, kind of resembles uh, the late great Virgil um, with his style. He has a new shoe came out actually, pretty dope. Has a little lime green Air Force One uh, vibe to it. Um, and also, man, he's been selling out. He has a couple of black, a uh, couple of sales right now during the holiday season. So go check that out. And uh, with the interview, man, uh, he's from the age, man. Uh, homeboy went to college, college with. That's uh, making moves, man. He's been going all around the world doing his uh, designer model um, moves, and man, dude, like it, it's it's a hell of an interview to listen to, man. It's very inspiring. To where um, the main thing out of it that I got out of it for sure is if you got one goal, don't don't settle for one goal. You know, be optimistic and. You know, don't give up on what actually makes you happy because this dude out here living his dreams and being happy and making money. And that's all we all, that's the American dream in my opinion, you know, making money and being happy at the same time. So be sure to go check this out. Check it out. It's called uh, Made in America. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your dope ass podcast. That's where you can find that.
Right on, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in this week. We're going to have a lot more content coming to you throughout the holidays. So while you're chilling, doing nothing on vacation, so on and so forth, go back into our catalog, which is a very healthy body of work, great conversation. And as we always say, whether you love the conversation, whether you hate the conversation, when we finish the conversation, you shall respect the game. So thank you again for listening to all of us. And we will see you beautiful people next week.